think one of the last reasons was obviously just the faith of what it would take to do this. Faith that you would have to rely on God for that entire year and follow his commands that you and your family would not starve for an entire year. And somewhere, I think it's Leviticus 26, and we're going to talk about this very soon, but Leviticus 26, I believe, talks about how if the Israelites choose to do this, in other words, choose to follow God and allow the land to have a Sabbath rest, God was going to produce so much food for the people the year before that they would have enough food for three whole years if the land produced absolutely nothing. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries Podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello, faithful listeners. Are you guys ready to learn about Leviticus chapter 25? Because I am definitely ready to talk about it. In fact, I'm excited to talk about this because this is fascinating to me what uh, Leviticus 25 has to say. And a lot of it I really enjoy as a gardener. I found this just absolutely fascinating to uh, discuss and talk about because there's a lot of reasons why God put this in the law in Leviticus 25 verses 1 through 7, which is what we're going to talk about today. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and let's just jump right in. Yahweh said to Moses on Mount Sinai, speak to the children of Israel and tell them when you come into the land, which I give you, then the land shall keep a Sabbath to Yahweh and you shall sow your field for six years and you shall prune your vineyard for six years and gather in its fruits. But in the seventh year, there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to Yahweh. You shall not sow your field or prune your vineyard. What grows of itself in your harvest, you shall not reap and you shall not gather the grapes of your undressed vine. It shall be a year of solemn rest for your land. The Sabbath of the land shall be for food for you, for yourself, for your servant, and for your maid, for your hired servant, and for your stranger, who lives as a foreigner with you, for your livestock also, and for the animals that are in your land, shall all its increase be for food. This was so fun to research. I loved researching this. And it was interesting also learning about some of the uh, loopholes that the Israelites started doing to avoid doing this command. Because people can find loopholes in anything. <laughs> so yeah, in verse one, it says that God says to Moses on Mount Sinai, speak to the children of Israel and tell them, when you come into the land which I give you, then the land shall keep a Sabbath to Yahweh. So we, we've already talked a ton about Sabbath days of rest and how it's just good for people to take a day off. And God says that everybody needs to take a day off. Everybody, including um, just families, children, uh, hired servants, employees, 
uh, even animals needed a day off, like working animals. I, I don't know about my dog. He gets a day off every single day. <laughs> He gets a day off every day. In fact, a fun fact about him, he actually sleeps under my desk as I record these episodes. So I have a little bed for him under my desk and he just sits there and he's usually pretty quiet and uh, doesn't really do much except sleep under my desk for hours at a time while I am um, recording the podcast episodes. And I absolutely love it. It is like my favorite thing about my dog is the fact that he sleeps at my feet every single day. I just think it's so cute. But yeah, animals needed a day off too. But now God is saying that the land needs a year off. So there's so many reasons why God commanded the land to have a year off. And I think that um, the biggest one really has to do with the nutrients. And I found a little blog post called um, gardeningknowhow.com. And this is discussing what is fallow ground and are there any benefits of fallowing soil? So fallow ground is basically when the the ground just lays completely empty, like you don't do anything to it. So it goes into like what fallowing is, but then it has a little uh, subtitle here. It says, is fallowing good? So here's what the, the um, blog post goes on to say. So should you let a field or a garden lie fallow? Yes, crop fields or gardens can benefit from fallowing. Allowing the soil to have a specific rest period gives it time to replenish its nutrients, which can be leached from certain plants or regular irrigation. It also saves money on fertilizers and irrigation. In addition, following the soil can cause potassium and phosphorus from deep below to rise towards the soil surface where it can be used by crops later. Other benefits of following soil are that it raises levels of carbon, nitrogen, and organic matter, improves moisture holding capacity, and increases beneficial microorganisms in the soil. Studies have shown that a field that has been allowed to lie fallow for just a year produces a higher crop when it is planted. And it says following can be done in large commercial crop fields or small home gardens. I just found that really interesting because that was something that I was kind of curious about. I'm just like, does my garden need to take a year off? <laughs> and apparently, yeah, it's great if a uh, if a garden takes a year off. It's like so good for the soil to just like let it like rest, to let it lie empty without any kind of um, uh, plants being planted there. And in fact, it's it's done commercially. You will see sometimes that big farmlands just lie desolate. It is just good for crop rotation so that land will be ready to plant if something, I guess, kind of catastrophic happens and there's a food shortage in America. They purposely have plots of land in America that just lie empty in case that happens. So, yeah, it's really good for the uh, for the soil and for the land and even home gardens, which I just I love that. So I don't know if I'll I, I'm maybe I'll do that in a few years. I mean, I, I definitely um, moved recently, so I would have to wait like six years before I have to do that. But yeah, I think that's pretty cool that that happens. So actually, God even himself gives a reason as to why he puts this rule into place. And that was actually back in Exodus. And we only talked about that like really briefly. So I doubt if you guys even remember that. But um, we talked about in Exodus, I think it was chapter 24, God gave this same rule back then. But God's reason for it back in Exodus was because the poor people would be allowed to go in, gather anything that grew by itself 
during that year. It would be food for the poor people. I was looking on Enduring Word Bible Commentary for this particular passage as well. Something that Matthew Poole said kind of stuck out to me. It says on Enduring Word that Matthew Poole gave an interesting additional reason for the Sabbath year. He suggested that one of the reasons for the Sabbath year was to put everyone in Israel in the same place as the poor of the land who had to simply trust that God would provide in unlikely circumstances. This would give them compassion for the poor who had to live that way every year. And I mean, that is an interesting observation and definitely a possibility as to why God did this. So the reasons we have first and foremost is, A, it's it's factually good for the land, for farmland to lie fallow for a year, factually good. And secondly, it would produce more crops the next year afterward. Thirdly, it was extra food for the poor people. Fourthly, it brought people down to have compassion for poor people. And I think one of the last reasons was obviously just the faith of what it would take to do this. Faith that you would have to rely on God for that entire year and follow his commands that you and your family would not starve for an entire year. And somewhere, I think it's Leviticus 26, and we're going to talk about this very quickly, very soon. But Leviticus 26, I believe, talks about how if the Israelites choose to do this, in other words, choose to follow God and allow the land to have a Sabbath rest, God was going to produce so much food for the people the year before that they would have enough food for three whole years if the land produced absolutely nothing. God said that he would bless his people beyond measure if they chose to step out in faith and trust in him that God would provide for their every single need. To me, that's super cool, but so, so hard to do. I mean, we all have a hard time stepping out in faith because we don't know. You know, it's hard because we don't know the future. We're scared. We want to protect ourselves. We want to protect our families. And so it's hard to step out in faith and be like, yeah, God's going to take care of us if we literally choose to not plant anything and possibly starve for an entire year. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. And one of the ways that the Israelites would find a loophole to not do this is the Israeli people will actually sell their plot of land to a Gentile for an entire year. It's a contract that the Gentile owns this piece of property for an entire year. And then at the end of that year, the Gentile person has to give that land back and sell it back. And so everybody benefits, right? The land can still uh, get used and the, um, the people will be making some money through it and just all sorts of crazy things. And so this is a loophole to let the land continue to um, be used so that people will continue to have food. So they're not stepping out into faith of allowing God to take care of them and their family. And God actually told the people, if you do not allow the land to rest during that Sabbath year, I'm going to kick you out of the land so that it actually gets its Sabbath day of rest. And that's what God ended up doing. And yeah, God did end up kicking the people out of the land and giving the land that Sabbath day of rest, Sabbath year of rest that the land desperately needed. So God really cares about 
all of his creation. And we see that. We see that God cares about human beings. He cares about animals. He cares about the land even. And he wants the people to take care of the land and give it what it needs. And in the end, the land will produce more crops for that person the year after it's allowed to have its rest. So rest is so important. The land needs rest. (laughs) We need rest. We desperately need rest. And even God took his Sabbath day of rest when he created the world. So yeah, rest is so, so important. And I I was actually reading something, um, you know, God doesn't sleep and he doesn't really rest, but he did it as a um, show for us that that's something we're going to need. And so, yeah, if God took his Sabbath day of rest, we certainly need it. Animals need it. The land needs it. And that's so clear throughout scripture how important rest is. And I think that it also kind of shows that, yeah, we do need to be taking care of the world as well, not destroying things, not uh, purposefully damaging things. Of course, that being said, I also don't think we need to be ridiculous <laughs> with environmental topics either, because um, I'm not going to go into that really. But I mean, but my point is, though, yes, we do need to be taking care of the land and taking care to not um, disrespect something that God created. I mean, just respect of life is just so important, no matter what that life is. Respect of other human beings, respect of the land, just respect of life is just very important to God, I believe. And he continues to show that through passages like this about why it's so important to respect even the land, the creation that God made. Now, one last thing before we uh, before we finish up here. In verse 5, it says that, What grows of itself in your harvest you shall not reap, and you shall not gather the grapes of your undressed vine. It shall be a year of solemn rest for the land. So basically the people weren't supposed to go out and whatever grew by itself, like harvest it and reap it and do all that kinds of stuff, but rather they could gather it as food, just as the poor people could, because that's what God goes on to say. The Sabbath of the land shall be food for you, for yourself, for your servant, for your maid, for your hired servant, and for your stranger who lives as a foreigner with you for your livestock also. And for the animals that are in your land shall all its increase be for food. So yeah, the people could eat whatever grew during the Sabbath uh, year of rest, but they couldn't go out and like, I guess, industrialize it, like go out and reap it and uh, do that kind of stuff. But I don't know what went into like um, ancient reaping. (laughs) I don't know, but I guess they could go out and pick it for food each day, but they shouldn't go out and like reap it, if that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, that just shows that the people need to step out in faith and trust God that he's going to provide enough food during that Sabbath year of rest as well, that they weren't going to go hungry, that they're, uh, that all of the household wasn't going to go hungry and that the animals were not going to go hungry. All of this is just stepping out in faith and just trusting God that he was going to, you know, protect the people and protect the land and protect the animals and whatever else. And so, yeah, I mean, this is just showing how important faith really is, I believe, and how sometimes we do need to take those scary steps of faith and just trust God that he's got our back and that he's going to take care of us. And sometimes those leaps of faith are just absolutely horrifying 
And I've done a handful of them in my lifetime, and they're not fun at the moment. But I can see, looking back at them, how God was protecting me and how he worked it all out for good. So yeah, sometimes those leaps of faith, whatever God is calling you to do, is just so important. And sometimes people are like, oh, if I, if I trust God to like give me a leap of faith, he's going to send me over to Africa. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't... <laughs> I've heard that before. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Maybe in some cases, yeah, he will. But I think for the most part, God puts us where we're supposed to be. And so if we're supposed to be in Africa, then okay. But most of the time, I don't think that that's necessarily the case for every single person. But yeah, stepping out in faith is a scary thing. But in the end, it's worth it. In the end, it's worth it to trust in God and to trust that God has our back. Because God even says himself, when the people do this, I'm going to give them even more wealth. I'm going to give them even more produce because they faithfully stepped out and trusted in me. So my friend listening, what do you need to do to step out in faith and just trust God? What is God calling you to do? Even if it might be scary, why don't you take some time and and, uh, think about it and uh, pray about it? And that's my call to action to all of you guys listening in. But thanks for tuning into this episode. And thanks to everybody who voted on the name change as well for the podcast. (laughs) I actually did a uh, message on Facebook the other day and was like, hey, everybody that listens, you know, tell me what you think is better of these two names. And if you don't like either of these names, let me know. And uh throw something else in the comments, but I'm officially going to change the name of the P40 Ministries podcast to The Bible Explained. And that's what most people voted on between the two that I had picked out. Almost everybody voted on The Bible Explained. I only got a few votes for the binge-worthy Bible. So thank you for voting. It was a huge help to me, and uh, I'm excited to roll out that name change very quickly here. So the name is going to officially be changed to The Bible Explained. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And if you know, if you like P40 Ministries or The Bible Explained, but it's not quite named that yet. But if you like this podcast, please share it on your social media platforms. Please tell people it exists and share the gospel because we're talking about scripture here. And that's the most important thing we can share with people. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.